Time remembered from Jane's party. They're Canadian. I think they're from Toronto, and I had the chance to see them live, and it was very, very fun. So, can't wait to get back to some live music. Um, but, anyways, back to why we're here: student union advocacy. Um, I, my name is Marley. If you just joined us, and I'm here with Nicole, our SU president. Um, we just finished talking about exceptional tuition increases and all of their complications. And now we have another issue that I know Nicole has been dealing with a lot. I have been interacting with, um, and that's our campus bookstore. So if you missed it, again, two weeks ago, I introduced this topic um, and the potential for it to be privatized. So the SU found out about plans for the university to privatize our bookstore. Um, This was thanks to bookstore staff who were told of the potential deal and they had told us, but... If that didn't happen, maybe we wouldn't know to this day. So um, that was that was good that there was sort of no initial consultation on that. But um, regardless, we heard about the issue and sort of wanted to get on top of it because privatized campus bookstores have a real tendency to increase costs for book supplies and apparel and everything else that you buy at the bookstore. So at a time where students are unable to find work, where their tuition is being increased hugely and dramatically, now on top of that, we're going to charge more for their essentials um, for their education. So as a result of this really concerning issue, the Students' Union took a survey of students, um, survey from students, sorry, um, to get some information. What are students thinking? Where are they at on the issue? Um, And we released that, oh goodness, Nicole, a couple months ago? Yeah. Yeah, and we we had just gotten the results back. So before we get into the results, Nicole, since last time... Has anything changed on the issue? Do we have any more information we can share? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't have any additional information on this issue. I know this is something that students have been asking me a lot. Um, I've definitely been pressing the administration for any updates or any sort of um, things that have changed in regards to the bookstore. Unfortunately, the only real update we have is that a decision will likely be made by the end of June. Um, But beyond that, we haven't heard anything else from the university, although they've only been 
consulting with one third-party company. We know that that has not changed. So beyond that, though, we have no further updates. Yeah, for sure. So unlike the exceptional tuition increase issue, this has been kind of silent for the past little while, and we don't have a ton of updates. But um, any takeaways from the survey that you've seen looking over it? Yeah, so just to give a little bit more context to the survey, so we ran this from April 20th to May 14th, and we received a total of 1,961 responses, which is phenomenal. Um, we're so happy that students um, responded and you know gave us their feedback, because that's really beneficial to us to hear. Um, so nearly 70% of students surveyed noted that for course material, the bookstore was their primary source. Um, 93% of students believed that the students' union should take over operations of the bookstore, and 89% of students actually oppose the privatization of the bookstore. So we have some really big numbers there. Um, students are overwhelmingly in favor of the SU taking over operations, or if that's not possible, just outright opposing the privatization of the bookstore. So why does this matter? I know I talked a little bit about how it would increase cost to books and anything else you're purchasing at the bookstore. But like, why does it actually matter if it gets privatized? Like, would there be any direct impact on students or the community even? Absolutely. So privatizing or contracting out the operations of the bookstore is a bad deal for students. Um, so we're very concerned about the specific company that the university has been consulting with called Follette. Um, we've seen this company come into other college and university bookstores and take over operations and actually increase the price of textbooks drastically and the other price of course materials too. Um, we've also seen this company um, not be transparent with what they're doing with student data and student information. We've seen student data shared without their consent in other universities where this company has come in. So those are our chief concerns at this time. So then it it really makes sense why 89% of students oppose the privatization then. Absolutely, yeah. Just to give some more information, too, on this company. So this company, its name is Follette, um, has come into other university bookstores in SAIT, Red Deer College, Carleton, and Concordia. And all of these institutions have appeared to quickly regret their decision to actually sign with Follette to operate their bookstores. Um, so at Concordia University in Montreal, the institution was not allowed to sell student information to third parties. But now that Follette has come in to take over um, the bookstore, student information can be sold and we have been told that it has been. Um, the other downside of this company is that students will pay more for their co course materials and they'll have less choice in where they can purchase textbooks and they'll also not know what's being done with their information. So this is a bad deal overall for students. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's definitely concerning and something that I found really impactful and inspiring is how many students have taken to this issue personally. I, I It just sort of blew up on social media when it first came out. I know that campus clubs and other student organizations have really voiced their concern and dissent about the issue. Um, and it's been really powerful. I know in our meetings with administration, this has come up, you know, how drastically students are opposing this. Um, and so the institution can't really ignore that. You know, it's not at this point, it's not just the SU telling them that this is a bad idea, is it? Exactly. It's many, many, many students. Um, I believe 89%, which is the, the stat I quoted earlier, of students actually outright oppose the privatization of the bookstore, which is a massive number of students. Um, so we're very 
uh, worried about the direction that the university is headed in um, and also the fact that there has been, again, limited or no student consultation on this issue. Um, I know from the students' union side of things, um, before me and Marley started our terms in May, um, the university was actually refusing meetings with the SU to discuss this mm-hmm. issue, which we're disappointed about. Um, but going forward, we hope to have a more open dialogue with them, but that has uh, yet to occur. So we're hopeful, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And from our survey, we asked students if they would support the SU running the bookstore. Um, For people who don't know sort of like the magnitude of what we do and our organization, Tell us, is this really realistic? Can the SU actually run the bookstore, do you think? Yeah, this is a great question, Marley, and one that I know I've gotten a lot from students over the past few days. Um, So for context, the SU does actually already run a used bookstore. We run Bound and Copied in Mac Hall, which I believe is actually one of or the only successful used bookstore Mm -hmm. in Canada that makes a profit. Um, So we're definitely a leader in that area. But the SU is also a $20 million organization. And we run a family of businesses from a bookstore to a restaurant while also overseeing all of the tenants in the Mac Hall Student Center. So we definitely know that it would be within our portfolio to run a campus bookstore and we would be sure to do it without the risks associated with a company like Follette. Um, if, the, if the university is not interested in running a bookstore anymore, we're happy to take over. Yeah, I think that's something that makes us really unique as an organization, as a students' union specifically, because I know, you know, there's sort of that impression of students' union that, you know, they just sort of represent students and host fun events. Um, But there's actually a lot more sort of to our business and, and what we do. And I think it makes it so much more evident and apparent that we could run a successful bookstore and we'd be happy to, and it would be in our building. So, I mean, win win for, for everybody at this point. Is this something that, the university knows or has taken kindly to? Uh, no, this is not something the university has taken kindly to, unfortunately. I know uh, myself and my predecessor, um, Frank, have brought this up repeatedly to the university. Um, and the university has said no to us in various creative ways as to the university um, actually allowing the students' union to operate the bookstore. We're not sure what the reasoning is at this time. They actually haven't given us concrete reasoning. Um, but it has been shut down in numerous ways so we don't think that this is going to be up for discussion again but I am more than happy to discuss this with the university as I feel that it would be a beneficial model for students it wouldn't come with the risks associated with a third-party operator like Follette. Yeah for sure that's uh, that's good to know and I think moving forward you know we plan to release the results of the survey on our website so if you're interested in seeing more of the details and where students are at or if you're a student yourself and you want to see you know, what the sort of vibe is on campus about bookstore privatization, definitely check those out. Um, We know that the university is looking to make a decision by the end of June, which is coming up really quick. So, you know, we'll continue to ask questions and uh, stay on top of any final decision that gets made and make sure our students are are fully aware of what what that is. Absolutely. We will be sure to keep students updated. I know that I will continue to advocate to the university on what's best for students. Um, And, you know, going forward, we'll update students once we have a decision from the university by the end of June. And hopefully they'll be open to more discussion and dialogue, but we will have to wait and see. Absolutely. So this went by so quick. We are (laughs) almost at the hour. I can't believe it. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we go is the return to campus in the fall. Last time when I was on, we had just received an announcement that the university would do what they could to ensure that 
there would be in-person learning, and there would be a formal return to campus. In your best elevator pitch, 30 seconds, what do we know? What questions do we still have? And what's like the one thing students should be aware of? Yeah, so we know that students will be back on campus um, for the most part in fall. I believe that we're seeing um, up to 76 of classes uh, in person in the fall, which is really encouraging to hear. Um, As of right now, some concerns that we have from the students' union side of things is um, large lecture halls. We've heard from the university that students will be in several hundred person large lecture halls so that's definitely something that I'm going to be work on working on advocating against in the next few weeks. Um, we're also advocating that students obviously get vaccinated before they return to campus because we want to make sure that we can keep everyone in our campus community safe and healthy um, but beyond that we're still waiting from details um, from the university on the return to campus but we do know that students course locations is now finalized in their student center so if you're cur- curious if your course is online or in person you are now able to check in your student center and that should be finalized as of today perfect yeah so still lots of questions but at least some more clarity as to what september might look like um i'm crossing my fingers that everybody will be safe and healthy um and we can be together in person again which is very exciting but in the meantime we'll continue to update students on this show every other week at 11 but also on our official su social media channels you can follow us on instagram and facebook and twitter to keep up with everything that we know you will also know to close out our show, I'm going to be playing Follow Your Fire from Codaline. Um, Nicole, huge thank you to you for coming on. This was my first guest, uh, second ever radio show episode, so um, nobody I'd rather have on with me. So Aww. thanks for everything that you do and supporting my role. It's a pleasure working with you, and uh, I know you'll be back on really soon. Well, thank you so much, Marley, for having me on. This was fantastic i really enjoyed this today this uh i said this at the beginning of show but this was my first time um on air live so this was a wonderful experience so thank you so much again for having me on it was fantastic absolutely it's been the best hour of my day and i hope you guys enjoyed too reach out to us if you have any questions or concern but uh that's it for us and i'll see everyone again in two weeks Back when we were 17 Drinking, kissing in the street We couldn't get enough See you laying there with me Like my missing puzzle piece Dreaming of what we could be I couldn't make you up We had the songs that we sang along to You had the moves to me dance with you I always saw you reaching and catching stars We had the thing that everyone wanted Hung on your sleeve, you wore your heart on it Did you get out? I'm wondering where you were Did you fall for it? We had the songs that we sang along to You had the moves to make me dance with you I always saw you reaching and catching stars Did you fall for it? We had the thing that everyone wanted Hung on your sleeve, you wore The time we stole your daddy's car And drove around till it got dark We slept outside in Phoenix Park We couldn't get enough We promised
to CJSW Radio 90.9 FM, broadcasting in Calgary, Alberta, on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, home to the people of the Treaty 7 region and Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. Try to get me, I was in a deuce, deuce 7.30 on the loose, I done had to bust a move They were shooting through the roof, I will pull up on the curb Mama's prayer got me through, God spared my life See, I wasn't living right, I was slanging that dope Moving at a million miles, if it wasn't for this rap I wouldn't have stopped trapping The devil said it trap and try to catch it black Dipped out in the base, got raided All my in the feds caught cases I be here like how I made it by his graces God the greatest, God the greatest watch over me as I sleep There's no love in these streets Show no love in these streets Gets no love from Never catch me lacking, open up shop Then we taxing, I been had to pray on the mattress Devil couldn't catch me, God spare me as they acting uh, God spare me as they acting Never catch me lacking, open up shop 
tell me taxing. I've had to pray on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me. I stay active. Uh, God spare me. I stay active. I just need to back in. OG from the city, hella active. She just trying to kick it like the sneakers I be rocking. I'm too focused, shawty, you won't catch me lacking. All red leather jacket like a Michael Jackson. Skizzy with the skizzle, drip, drip, dripping. And the man, I'm in your crew, take, take chickens. Pay attention, catch you lacking, man's going missing. All this trauma plus the drama is a dirty mixture. Mix, mix. God has me walking in my purpose. Ain't no pastor, but this feel like church. I've been putting in the work, you gotta wait your turn. Lord, watch over me as I sleep. There's no love in these streets. Show no love in these streets. Gets no love from Never catch me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. Uh, God spare me, I stay acting. Never catch me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. Uh, God spare me, I stay acting. Mama gave birth to a legend. I've been using words as a weapon. Booking and I ain't missing in the trenches with the message from the most high. Heavy stepper with the steppers, you a short fry. Mama gave birth to a legend. I've been using words as a weapon. Booking and I ain't missing in the trenches with the message from the most high. Heavy stepper with the steppers, you a short Never kept me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've been had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. God spare me, I stay acting. Never catch me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. Uh, God spare me, I stay acting. Never catch me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. God spare me, I stay acting. Never catch me lacking. Open up shop, then we texting. I've had a prey on the mattress. Devil couldn't catch me. God spare me, I stay acting. God spare me, I stay acting. You just heard Sinzir with Active from the EP High Key. And I am sincerely thrilled to welcome you to the Good Medicine Show here on CJSW 90.9 FM, which, as we were just reminded, but I'll double down on, is broadcast out of the University of Calgary, which is located on the land of the people of Treaty 7, and to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. I'm your host, Cam, bringing you the best medicine I can as I take you through what I've been listening to to get through the week. I haven't been showing much love to that non-top 40s pop lately, and I'm happy we have some killer new albums to take in today. It's going to end up very differently, but it's... Music that gets me through my week, and sometimes a week takes you to some different places. We shouldn't worry about the future, though. We have perfectly good songs right here. Like this one, from Chai.
I bet you, you thought you could look me up and down, bare your teeth. Oh, you're growling, you're howling, no, it won't corner me. No, you thought you, you make me shake, that you make me cry. See, well, that's where you're wrong, so you run off with your pride. I got it.
We opened up with some chai. That was Nobody Knows We're Fun off Wink. Second, one of my favorite Canadian bands of all time, Dragonette with Run 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 off Body Parts. We followed that with Not Another, a track from Killa Kill's self-titled EP, and we finished it off with the title track from Red Ribbon's Planet X. I've got some fairly new ones coming up next for you, but let's throw a little appreciation to not just friends of the show, but sponsors. IRIM, or Indigenous Resilience in Music. Founded in the winter of 2016, Indigenous Resilience in Music, IRIM, is an Indigenous-led organization with a mission and vision to build community, create dialogue, and give insight into the lives of Indigenous musicians and aid Indigenous youth in reclaiming identity through music and the arts. Make sure to take a second and jump on the trend by following them on your favorite social media. If you're flipping through Instagram right now, there's really no excuse not to. You've gone ahead and done that. Enjoy this next song. If you hesitated, or even worse, the unthinkable, and ignored, well, enjoy it, but not as much.
Spend 
boxes you brought here and never unpacked are still patiently waiting to go. So put on those clothes you never grew into and smile like you mean it for once. If you come back, bring a new name for everything. You just heard a new name for everything off of the Weaker Than's Reconstruction site, an album I keep going back to for the past couple weeks. Before that, the acoustic version of Sweet Hell from Solomon and Lang's Duo, which we led into with Drink Rain from Ice Age's new album Seek Shelter, and we opened up with the title track from Doom and Son by Bachelor. I'm just going to throw us into my new weekly thought on residential schools in Canada that I think I'm going to be doing for at least a little while here to try to bring something new to the table. One thing I want to talk about this week is the refusal of the order that ran the Kamloops school to release the records that families are seeking. I want to first off point out that all parties, church or government, should release all information. Hiding the truth does not change that it happened. Second, basically all the churches and the government have made openly obtaining records and information like this, like pulling teeth. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show here before, but if you want to see how at least one denomination tried to hide its involvement in the residential school system, By destroying the life of the pastor who uncovered it, check out Kevin Annette's film Unrepentant. I believe you can find that for free on the YouTube.com and other video sites with little effort if you hack into the Google. Roughly as much effort as it's going to take to start the next set of music. <laughs> 